making offers, and cashing checks. What's new? What's next? With Ashley Montillon. Hello, hello. Ash here from Epic Real Estate, bringing you what's new and what's next. So let's get right into it and let's start with what's new. Got some big wins to share with you guys. So stick with me. Alrighty. In the Epic Pro Academy on Follow Through Friday, Steve, he posted just a little check for $90,732. Oh man. He said this check was for a flip and he said it was an underestimated profit recently. Wow, Steve, that is awesome. I am so glad to see that you are doing so well. I just had the pleasure of seeing Steve at our previous Epic Intensive. Um, so extremely excited that you are doing big things since. So that's awesome, Steve. Keep it up. So Chris, he posted his first check from a wholesale deal for a check of $1,000, which is only half of what he's going to receive after signing the contract. Um, way to go, Chris. That is a way to start making strides here in the biz and um, keep it up. That's amazing. I would take that check any day as well. So Devin, Devin also posted a picture of a check that he got this past week um, for the amount of $7,000. And it was a deal that had previously fallen through because the buyer backed out. Um, they ended up calling him back and he ended up closing it. So that again, that check was for $7,000. That is awesome, Devin. Glad to see you're doing big things as well. Alrighty, so Chris, he posted, one year ago today, I resigned from a 13-year W-2 position of focus on real estate full-time. He said the same day one year ago today is also not coincidentally the first time he spoke with Matt, um, but he made the decision to join REI ACE. Um, and he said both have turned into major wins. He also said that he just completed the best year of his professional life, enjoyed himself immensely, has done 16 years since. He added substantially to his passive income, lost some sleep, but met a lot of great people in the process. He said, and today he is much more ahead of where he thought he would be in terms of his resources, relationships. And he said that this is just something he would have never predicted. He says, thank you, Matt. Thank you, Mercedes. Both of you and the Epic team have been a tremendous win for me and my family. Year two, here I come. Ah, uh, Chris, that is just all around just amazing. Um, we're so happy to have you as part of REI ACE and you're consistently posting, you're consistently working and it's really inspiring. We all wish you an amazing year too and we are here to help you along the way. Alrighty, a few more wins for you guys. So Jack, he closed escrow on a wholesale deal for an $11,000 profit. Awesome, Jack. Steve, he's looking at a three unit deal and is making an offer. Hope that goes through there, Steve. Parker, he just got a cash buyer offer for 15000 He said he loves having a strong buyer's list. Good stuff there, Parker. Great stuff there. Daniel also posted a picture of a couple of checks that he got this past week. So one was for just over 5000 and the other one was for $19,769. Again, he said two closings this week and he says he has two more next week. Heck yes, Daniel. That is awesome. Keep it up. So that's what I have for you guys for what's new this week. Uh, I think it's a pretty solid week in the Epic community. So thank you all for sharing. Um, and let's get into what's next. Alrighty, so Ground and Pound School signups are going to come to a close here very shortly. So Ground and Pound is October 22nd through the 23rd in St. Louis, Missouri, where Jeff Garner and Matt are going to be going over how to negotiate like a ninja for deeper, deeper discounts in the real estate investing game. Um, if you'd like some more information, go to groundandpoundschool.com. You can sign up, you can apply, or you can just ask us more questions. Another option there for you guys is just to email us at support at epicproacademy.com. 
gmail.com and we'll make sure to get back to you and send you everything that you need. So that's what's coming up next. If you're interested in joining us again, signups are coming to a close very, very soon. Well, alrighty, that is all that I have for you guys for what's new and what's next. Hope you guys enjoy the episode up ahead and I will see you next week. This is Terrio Media. Success in real estate has nothing to do with shiny objects. It has everything to do with mastering the basics. The three pillars of real estate investing. Attract, convert, exit. Matt Terrio has been helping real estate investors do just that for more than a decade now. If you want to make money in real estate, keep listening. If you want it faster, visit reiace.com. Here's Matt. We're going to talk about hacks today. What's a hack? What's well, a tactic or a strategy that enables speed or ease or a shortcut, if you will? Alrighty, so let's go over some real estate investment hacks. We're going to do that today. 11 of them, in fact, so that you can speed up the process of your wealth creation. Or at the very least, just do it with a lot more ease. So at a recent Epic Intensive, I had on stage with me two clients who have been able to escape the rat race more than twice as fast than I did. And I taught them how to do it. So how did they do it? What are their hacks? You see, when it comes to investing, when it's done right, it's really focused on risk management. It's a simple mathematical truth baked into how money compounds to create wealth. You use, for example, a 20% loss. It only requires 25% gain to get back to even. But a 50% loss requires an astounding 100% gain. And a 90% loss requires an impossibly large 900% gain just to get back to even. The point being is the math, it's, it's unequivocal. It's not how much you make when you are right that determines your wealth, but how much you lose or don't lose when you are wrong. Alrighty, so I've got 11 real estate investment hacks for you today to help speed things up. So we're going to maximize our gain, but most importantly, we're going to minimize our loss should things not work out as they had planned. Because, you know, sometimes things just don't work out. So let's look at this. Uh, number one, invest in yourself and your business your business. When I'm talking about investing in yourself, I'm talking about education. I'm talking about mindset. I'm talking about investing and developing your skills and then taking that, that mindset and that education and those skills and creating a business out of it. Here's why. When you're investing, you're going to need money to invest and you need a good, strong money-making machine to generate a good income, to generate profits, to generate revenue. So you can take that and invest it in a vehicle such as real estate so that it works harder for you than you did for it. But if you got just a, a $15 an hour job, you're really limited on how much you can actually put into your real estate investments and that can slow you down, right? So invest in yourself, invest in your skills, invest in your education, and invest in your business. Invest in your business before you go out to the stock market and then invest in somebody else's business. Got it? So that's number one. Number two, find a mentor. Find a mentor and specifically find a mentor that has been there and done that with regard to what it is that you want to accomplish. So find a mentor that has reached your level of wealth that you aspire to reach. And, uh, you know, I just I can't think about how much differently life would have been if someone told me that my senior year in high school, because <laughs> I did not find really good mentors till much later in life. But once I did, things really started to accelerate. You get different perspectives and opinions than you do from anybody else in your life. And 
you learn of all the things of not to do because they've made all the mistakes. So you get to leverage that ex their experience for that so you don't make those mistakes. And you get to learn like what works, what is actually working and what's the right thing to do to get to where you want to go. And I think another part of it is the, the relationships and the connections a mentor can bring to you as well as the resources. Don't underestimate finding a mentor. Find one, okay? Even if you got to pay for one. Uh, number three, and this kind of goes hand in hand with finding a mentor, but resist the friendly advice. You know, the friendly advice. Um, make sure that whoever you do take advice from has more than you do at least. Preferably has what it is that you want to have. So be careful from the person in the cubicle sitting next to you or the neighbor in your apartment building, right? Be careful and resist that friendly advice, okay? Um, number four, manage your risk. We talked a little bit about this right in the opening. Manage your risk. And when it comes to real estate, the way, a really good way to manage your risk is to evaluate every single property for multiple exit strategies. Because sometimes plan A just doesn't work out and you need a plan B. So really, I guess simply put, just make sure the deals that you, you get involved in, make sure they have equity so that if you, if it doesn't go right and you need to sell it, you, you don't lose any money, you can still make some money. And the other side of that is make sure that they cash flow or there's a way to make them cash flow. Because if you get stuck, if your first intent was to flip it and you get stuck holding it, you wanna make sure that it's paying you and it's not costing you to hold on to it, okay? So manage your risk with multiple exit strategies. Um, number five, think long-term. There's really some really exciting strategies like wholesaling and fix and flip where you can make giant chunks of cash in the short term. But if you're not thinking long-term, you're gonna be flipping properties or flipping contracts forever. That financial freedom, that wealth creation will never be yours with those short-term strategies, all right? I mean, um, things Mark Twain said, uh, don't wait to buy real estate. Buy real estate and wait. And there's a lot of wisdom in that. And if you just think, you know, where would you rather be today? Having fixed and flipped 20 houses 20 years ago or having bought and held 20 houses 20 years ago? I mean, what would the difference be in the outcome where you are today? It's really, it's not even a contest, right? Number six, be patient and remove your emotions. Insert your math, okay? I think that be patient was supposed to be with the long term. Think long term and be patient. Number six is remove your emotions and insert your math. So uh, too many, um, I guess, investors that get bad experiences, especially when they're getting right into it, is they look at an investment as would they want to live there or not, right? or people will get into the fix and flip game and they start over fixing because they want it to look really nice. They get caught up in the emotional aspect of investing. Um, don't do that. It's, this is an investment. You can, you can think emotionally about your primary residence because that's got to do everything with your lifestyle. You're gonna spend all of your time there. So you want that to be comfortable, right? You want that to look nice. You want that to be clean and perfect. But when it comes to the investments, all you're really concerned with is, am I gonna make money off of this thing? That's why it's called an investment. Right? So you just want to buy low, you want to sell high. It's a very basic math equation. If the math works, it's a good investment. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Okay? So invest with your emotions, not your math. Number seven, live within your means. Now this is a little bit of some time-honored wisdom, but uh, when you start to and, and extrapolate out your journey through or to your wealth creation, make sure that your lifestyle is chasing your income and your income isn't chasing your lifestyle. For example, you wanna escape the rat race, right? 
You want to get your passive income to exceed your monthly expenses. But if you're living above your means, your expenses are always going to be here and you're going to be having your investments and your income trying to chase your lifestyle, to try to chase your expenses. No, keep your expenses fixed, okay? As fixed as you can. Get your passive income to where a point where your passive income covers your expenses on a, on a monthly basis, whether you go to work or not. And then as you continue to build your passive income, then you can allow your expenses to rise. You can allow your lifestyle to rise. All right, so live within your means. Number eight, actively participate and delegate very, very carefully. So first, I want you to just get started. Stop thinking about it. Stop getting ready to get ready. Um, forget this analysis paralysis thing. Just start. You can't steer a parked car. You got to get going, okay? And once you get going, you need to actively participate in the driving of that vehicle. And you just want to be really careful on when you start to delegate. Really, the only two places that, that people will end up losing in real estate, it's either a bad contractor or a bad property manager or a, a combination thereof. I've had, all, I've had plenty of experiences with all of those scenarios. So when it comes time to start delegating, because you don't want to be a property manager, you're not going to get out there and swing a hammer unless you like that sort of thing, but um, you're going to need to delegate. But when you start bringing people on to help you in your wealth creation venture and, and helping you with those types of tasks, do as much due diligence on them as you did on the real estate themselves, because uh, that's really where everything starts to crumble. Even if you got all the other stuff stuff wrong or excuse me, all the other stuff right, it can all come crumbling down with that one thing. Just a bad contractor, a bad team member, a bad project manager, a bad property manager. Okay? So um, actively participate, delegate carefully. Number nine, automate and systemize. And what that does is it not only alleviates you of working in the business, it not only alleviates you from doing all these things that you might not want to do, what it does is it brings consistency to your wealth creation. Now, automation is consistent and it's something that happens uh, around the clock whether you feel like getting up and going to work or not because there'll be days where you just don't want to go to work, right? You're a human being. You're like me. Sometimes you just don't want to work. But focus on automation and, and systemize your business. And uh, that's one of the things that we do here at REIAs that brings so much success to our clients is all about the automation and the systemization because it brings consistency and it allows you to focus on the highest and best use of your time and takes all those other mundane but essential activities it takes them off your plate and make sure that they get performed on a consistent basis okay so consistently rising is always going to outpace start stop start stop start stop number 10 this is a biggie go deep before going wide and i've learned this lesson the hard way more than once because it's just kind of in our blood in our nature of entrepreneurs we're ambitious, right? We have these big aspirations. We want to do big things. And we have a tendency to get bored a little more quickly than, than your, your normal person. And what happens there, here's a practically a practical example. Let's say single family residence is going to be your thing, okay? So you go out and you buy the house. Make sure you got it right, okay? Make sure you got the right house. You got your inspections and everything is, is up to snuff. Everything works. Everything is clean. Everything is safe. It's up to code. It's, it's, exact, it's a good house and you go and you find a tenant, you put the tenant in there and you lay out all the rules for the tenant. You let them know what your expectations are. This is when the rent's due. This is what you're responsible for. This is what I'm responsible for. So you got some clear communication. You go and coordinate 
property management and you let the property manager know this is what I will, how I like the property ran. And then you go and you, and you let that first investment go and micromanage that property manager. Even if you get on their nerves a little bit, I don't care. This is your money. It's your investment. Okay. I want you to watch it like a hawk. And just when you think this is absolutely perfect and you've got four, five, six months in and this investment is just, it's rolling right along and it's paying you consistently, don't go out and start investing in apartment buildings. Don't go over and start investing in storage facilities. No, go grab yourself another house. Okay, you've got this down. Going deep before going wide is a huge accelerator of your wealth creation. And you got your second property, you do it the same way, and everything's finally tuned up and everything is running and performing that's paying you each and every month, then go get the third one, and then do the fourth one. And then just when you think you got it down, Resist going wide, go deeper again and go start, just become a master of what works and a master of what works for you. And yeah, just be really careful becoming a jack of all trades. It, it can slow you down. When you have this dispersed focus, it slows you down. When you got that narrow tight focus, boy, it's like, it's a laser and you can really plow your way through and make some serious progress on your wealth creation, all right? So that's going deep before you're going wide. Oh, looks like I might have 12 today. So I, I, I just put both of these on one line. So number 11, Find the deal first. One thing that will stop people dead in their tracks in their wealth creation is when they think they have run out of money or they've run out of access to money. And nothing could be further from the truth. If you don't have money to invest in real estate, that's the easiest piece of the puzzle to solve. Because you know, people don't know how, they don't have the time, they don't have the money, they're scared, whatever it may be. Those are all different things and they all have different solutions, but that one that you don't have the money that's the one that stops more people than anything else. And sadly, it's probably the easiest one to solve. And here's what I mean. There's an ample amount of money in the system. There's plenty of money in the system. There's more money than there are deals. If you find a deal first, the money's gonna find you really easily. But if you go out looking for the money, people will be like, okay, yeah, I got money for you, go find the deal. So you're still stuck. You still gotta go find the deal. And so you'll start to discover once you do this enough that you think you're at a disadvantage because you don't have the money to invest in real estate when really the person that has all the power that has the advantage is the one that's good at finding deals. So don't focus on anything else. Don't worry about anything else. Don't worry about who's going to buy this when I find it. Who's going, who am I going to sell this to when I, when I find it? Who's going to give me the money to invest and, and fix this thing up when I find it? Don't worry about that. It's all going to come, right? Just as you're scared that you're not going to be able to find the money for your deal, lenders get up each and every day and they're scared they're not going to be able to find an investor with a deal that they can lend their money to, right? That's what's happening on the other side. Gives you some perspective. All right, bonus one, number 12. All right, so we've got our goals on what our wealth creation is going to be. And I like to focus on freedom first. You got two specific milestones when it comes to your freedom. You got your, your basic monthly expenses. This is your first milestone. You wanna get your passive income to exceed your basic monthly expenses, at least catch up to it. So now you are free, meaning you don't have to work for anybody else. And this is a significant milestone and it can be a little bit tough getting there at first. But once you get there, going from say, 5,000 to 15,000 happens a lot quicker when you're not worried and concerned about where you're going to eat or what you're going to eat. How are you going to keep the electricity on? How are you going to keep the roof over your head? To do that and do that quickly, you want to uh, use leverage. Okay? And what leverage is, it's the biggest, it's probably the thing that's going, the one hack that's available inside of real estate that's not available really in any other investment 
that's going to accelerate your progress more than anything else is leverage. And that's where you put, say, 20% down on your investment. The bank comes in and brings in 80%. And now you own this investment. You're still paying the debt and everything. But the way that the math works is that that's a one to five ratio, right? And what that means to the growth of your finances or the growth of your wealth is it grows at five times the speed. So as you're trying to hit this first milestone of, say, covering your expenses, this is where you get free. And then you've got your lifestyle ambition that's up here, whether it's 5 to 15, 5 to 10, 5 to 25, whatever it may be, it doesn't matter. But to get there the quickest, refi, 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 leverage, 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 borrow, borrow, borrow. And once you hit that peak, now you want to start eliminating that debt. You want to start paying everything off. So you refi to grow, you pay off to preserve. Got it? So there were 11, actually 12 real estate investment hacks to speed things up. So which one of those? Which one of those are you gonna implement first for maximum acceleration? Yeah, yeah, we got the cash flow. Huh. Yeah, yeah, we got the cash flow. Yeah, yeah, we got the cash flow. You didn't know, homeboy, we got the cash flow.